BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gilcast. You are either listening to this on the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast feed or the Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Football feed. I am Davis Maddock. I am joined by Sammy Reed and Nate Noling uh, from a hotel room in Florida. That is why we are recording on a Monday morning and not the normal Sunday night on a little, uh, I wish, I mean, it is a vacation, but I'm here for a wedding. Uh, you, turn, you turn 30, you turn 31, and your entire life becomes a sequence of going to people's weddings with setting, literally, guys. Setting my fucking lineups on the beach yesterday, seven hours of commercial free football. Just I, every, you know, everyone else is having fun. They're in the water, and I'm just, I got red zone on my chair, just on my phone right there. I'm just sitting yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Touching, know. touching grass, Davis. <laughs> Love to see it. Not, not really touching grass, though. Like one, one foot, one foot on grass, one foot, you know, still in my, my mother's basement. So we, um, this is the least favorite combination that people have. The one where Nate and I win and Sammy loses because this is incidentally Davis. This is actually my least favorite combination as well. So that's (laughs) we're, we're simpatico here. Sammy is really the people's champ. I mean, they just, they love because Sammy, I think Sammy, you're, you're really the representative of the people. You're like, these optimizers are stupid. I don't care. Are you calling you the simpleton? Yes, you are a man of the people. You reflect what the people feel. And yeah, you just look at these optimal lineups and you're just like, why would I play that when I can do this instead? And you just go off the board week after week. Yeah. And, you know, it's uh, it's actually been a while since I had to take the L, um, you know, just been running hot. And buddy, I got the goddamn blade this weekend. I'm such a goddamn idiot. Like... What have I done? What have I done? You, you, it it, it is a sad. It is. You you are. You are yeah. like I, obviously. I felt bad for you with the cup stuff, but like <laughs> that line of you put out. When I saw what you, I just was like, why? What are you thinking? Like, there's there's like two lineups to play this week, and you're doing that. You know what's really painful is when Davis goddamn Maddock puts out like the professional lineup, and it's just rock solid, top to bottom. I'm used to Davis being the idiot, you know, and when I have to wear the L, I have to put the dunce cap on and then sit here and do this goddamn podcast, wake up early in the morning because Davis has been on the beach watching Red Zone. It's just like, man, why why, why am I doing this? I hate this. It is it is it is a less fun show when Davis actually 
like gets his shit together. Yeah, well, Davis didn't I even mean, have to swap. I, I, I mean, that's the, the that's how good are, you played yesterday, Davis. You didn't even have to. Well, swap. the people are are getting sick of it because this is either the fifth or sixth week in a row that I've won, and the people don't like that. The people do not. I, I know for a fact what the people want is they want to tune in for you two chuckleheads winning, and then me doing what Sammy did, which is making an emotional play of just like not wanting to play some guy that everyone else was playing and then having to eat it, um, which actually turned out to be the right thing yesterday because the optimizers don't know that Hollywood Brown is stone ass. So every week at like 5,200, all the optos are like, oh yeah, you just got to get Hollywood Brown's 13.6 DraftKings points in there. And then you're just like, dude, Hollywood Brown is not ever getting 13.6 DraftKings points ever again. It's never happening. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he, maybe he will. I think we're now in the range where the optos are going to stop Get, like we're we're at two games with Kyler now, like, and I think he's got five targets combined in these two games. I thought he was hurt. I thought he was yeah, hurt. I volume. wasn't watching games yesterday. I had to help a buddy move, which you know, at, at this stage in life, is just like an egregious misstep of fortune. But yeah, you're like thirty. You're like forty-seven years old, man. What are you doing helping someone move, dude? My back hurts today. I mean, it's just like so brutal. But you know, I'm just checking my phone, and Hollywood Brown has two targets into the fourth quarter i'm like oh he got hurt you know oh he's dust and then and then he got a target like with five minutes left and i'm like oh shit like hollywood's playing like greg dorch was was eating his lunch yeah we all should have played dorch instead of rondell so these yeah, were just scores. i mean yeah these hollywood the- hollywood's legit got like an average of i think it's like six or seven expected DraftKings points over the past four weeks like he's just not getting the volume yeah yeah these things all right these were the scores Davis Maddox, 182.76. This was a huge train team. Actually ended up being outscored by the other huge train team. Uh, the, the 2v2 was Kyler Murray and the Dolphins defense versus Brock Purdy and the Commanders defense. Purdy had the second best game of his career. The Commanders registered nine sacks. Nine sacks and a loss to the New York football giants. Nate played the donkey playing scared version of that team. He played... Uh, Aaron Jones he played Aaron Jones instead of Tony Pollard because he is mentally weak. And Sammy, just <laughs> an all-time, an all-time <laughs> performance from one Mister Samuel Reed here. 138.32 points. Uh, so the big train team was Kyler Murray at quarterback, Brian Robinson, Devin Singletary, and Tony Pollard as the three running backs. Tyreek Hill, Tank Dell, Rondell Moore is the wide receivers. Trey McBride at tight end, and the Dolphins defense nate i i guess how did how did you get the commander's defense and oh because jones was cheaper yeah because jones was cheaper than pollard jones was not a 1v1 with pollard but i obviously like jones got hurt which which sucks but i i jones workload over the past couple weeks has actually been really really strong and even though jones has sucked um his workload was is like top three in the game right now um so is first of all, that's not true. And if, yeah, that, that, I swear to God, seem, if you that say, doesn't seem accurate, Nate. I'm 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 gonna call bullshit on this. It is over the past two weeks, he's gotten like 43 touches. Over the past, let me pull it up. He, over got, the past, he got six targets in each of the games versus Pittsburgh and the Rams. He got 20 carries versus the Rams. He got 13 carries in the loss to Pittsburgh. That that sounds pretty Pollardish to me. Well, I, it's he, not. It's I mean, Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones was just Tony Pollard with a way worse team total. 
over the past <laughs> over the past two weeks, here are the top four running backs in DraftKings expected. Nate, Nate, Austin Eckler, Rashad Nate, White, Josh Jacobs, scared. and Aaron Jones. <laughs> Take the L, Nate. Nate, admit you played scared, dude. Admit no. you Tony Pollard has not gotten the volume. Tony he Pollard has not gotten the volume. the volume. He hundred percent he has gotten the volume. They just no, have been up by too many points in these games. His volume was rock solid in any game where the scoreline was close. He just he just has been horrible efficiency. No, that's not true. You're not looking at like his his expected points, he's not getting the volume. I, I love I love how Nate's like, oh, well, we got to look at his historical stuff, you know, this and that. Now he's like, oh, Aaron Jones over the last two weeks, you know, amazing workload, like so sticky. Okay, because honestly, Pollard, like volume actually is one of those things that is more sensitive to the last few weeks because volume can change more on a dime. Efficiency is something that regresses over time. Volume is not one of those things. When you start to see a shift in workload, like Dowdle's getting worked in and they're not running the ball in the red zone that the way that you would have expected, Tony Pollard is not who people think they are. Tony Pollard over the last couple of weeks is, is, is getting like 13 to 14 expected DraftKings points per game. So here's the last four weeks for Tony Pollard, 13.2, 12.6, 13.7, and 8.1 that's expected DraftKings points per game. The The Dallas Cowboys have made a shift in their offense, which is just to be more pass heavy. And that's no matter the score. It's not a thing of like, oh, we're expecting this regression and Tony Pollard is actually a 20, 20 expected point workload guy. He's not. So Guarantee you in your stuff, Tony Pollard has more expected points per game than Aaron Jones. Guarantee. Literally. Okay, well, Aaron Jones 100%. has been hurt for four or five weeks out of this year. So I said, yes, I said per game. Not not total per game. I guarantee he's got more expected points per game. Not over the last four weeks. I I know for a fact you were playing scared because you were gonna play Pollard when we thought when Dowdle was gonna, gonna be out. When Dowdle was gonna be out, yes, I was gonna play Pollard. But with Dowdle being in, Pollard is not this volume monster that we think he is. Yesterday he ran hot by getting that touchdown. He only got 12 carries. This wasn't a smash game. I don't understand why you're acting like this Pollard volume was like bound to regress. He didn't get 25 touches. This is he got, a high got, he got five targets, Nate. Pollard was a better play than Aaron Jones. I'm not saying yes. Pollard was like the greatest play of all time. Obviously, I didn't feel that good about clicking was, him in. He was also a thousand more dollars. He was 400 more dollars. He was 6,600. Yeah. Yeah, it was 66 uh, to 62. And like, and like, I want to sit here and, and tell Nate, like, I didn't play Pollard either. I didn't want to play Pollard. So yeah, I get it. I get it. Bitch. You were a scared little bit. If the volume was there for Pollard, I would have played him. I am not the type of person who's worried about historical inefficiency that I know is going to regress. Paul, I did not play Pollard because of his efficiency. I, I didn't play Pollard because the volume is not there. Well, you should have you should have read the tea leaves. The whole team all week was talking about getting Teller. Like C.D. Lamb in his interview was like, "We got to get T.P. going." Mike McCarthy at his press conference, they asked him about Rico Dowdle, and he's like, "I'm happy with the touch distribution the way that it is." And even just Dowdle coming in with the ankle injury, I, I didn't realize this until the game started. But I think the only reason they let Dowdle play at all was because he's from one of the Carolinas and went and went to school there. They made him the offensive captain of the day. I think if it was, had, I think if this had been a home game, I think Dowdle would have just not played. Um, lucky, lucky us. Cause I would have played Pollard if Dowdle wasn't playing. Unbelievable. Yeah, you, okay, so okay. The, let's get to it literally take po- this. This was a game where Pollard had to go to a 1.4 DraftKings points over expected. This is only his second game of the year that he, ex- he exceeded his expectation. 
If yeah, because he scored the touchdown. Fine. Yeah. But yeah. but it wasn't because of the volume. He only had a point two expected touchdowns based on where he was getting workload. This wasn't a volume smash game for Pollard. Yeah, because Tony Pollard had his long run of the season of 22 yards. <laughs> so Davis, incredible. like it worked out, but don't act like Pollard over Jones is like a very clear volume based. Like, no, it worked it, out. Aaron Jones just sucks is the thing. Yeah, like, Aaron yes, Jones he does. Sucks. He does. He's, but he's, but he's, even the beta man, like, I don't know. You can't play. It doesn't Jones matter. He gets targets. AJ Dillon, AJ Dillon is, I know we all want AJ Dillon to happen, but like AJ Dillon is still more involved in the Packers offense than Rico Dowdle is involved in the Cowboys offense. True. But at the same point, I mean, Aaron Jones had 20 and 13 carries the past two weeks with like six or seven targets each. And the but you know, they were, you know they were playing the vaunted Pittsburgh Steelers defense, man. Like bad matchup. Not great. Yeah. It's also a terrible matchup and the Panthers are this awful defense and they were behind the whole game. Yeah, game Nate, script. Just, it, Nate, it's not going to be the end of the world if you just say you were playing scared. Just say you I, played scared, But I didn't. Man. But I didn't. I didn't play scared. I was going to play Pollard if if Dowdle was out. As soon as you texted, like, Dowdle, and I was like, oh, frick, then I got to play Pollard. But I wasn't going to, like, I'll play a volume-based play. Oh, incredible. Play Mike Davis. In, in, incredible. I'll go back to 2020, 2021 and play Mike Davis. Oh, my God, that. Mike Davis. I had forgotten. I'd forgotten about you <laughs> continually jamming in Mike Davis's 3.8 points on 20 touches every single oh, week. God. That, that, was, that was the heyday. I mean, this is great, Nate. The The people are excited that the streak has been extended of Nate not taking an L. I think we're at three years and, and four months. This is this is an all-timer. You just keep it going. Yeah, there's no All regression right. coming there. Well, speaking of L's, uh, Sammy. Let's look at this you, Sammy lineup. You looked, you looked at the Stone Nuts team with all the best plays, and you said, you know what? I can't do it because I hate Tony Pollard that much. So you played Brock Purdy. Fine. No issue with that. Uh, I mean, I think the Purdy people got a little bit lucky because I thought Kyler was a better play, but again, no no real issue with that. Ah, look uh, at the, You, you got to look at the projections, man. You did play Devin Singletary, who was a lock. You did play Obviously. Tank Dell, who was a lock. You did play Obviously. Rondale. You did play Rondell, who was a lock, but ended up I, – I didn't realize this, and it should have been obvious in hindsight, but with Dorch out there, actually Dorch is like the way better short area receiver than Rondell. I, it's Rondell actually a better play with Michael Wilson in the lineup, honestly. Uh, it doesn't matter. He sucked out and got a 50-yard touchdown in his only catch of the day. Trey McBride, who was a lock. Brian Robinson, who was like beyond a lock. And uh, what you what you really did that was – <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you said you said Tyreek Hill not for me you said Tony Pollard not for me Dolphins defense not for me you played Austin Eckler Cooper Cup and the New York Jets football defense instead of Tony Pollard Tyreek Hill and one of those three thousand dollar defenses I I gotta be honest I looked at this for a second and I was like it kind of makes sense like I get it but at the end of the day, you're giving up. I mean, I think you gave up like you had four to give or five up like points. six points of projection here. It was understand. it was it was three and change in projection. That's too much, man. That is just I I think my kind of my kind of rule is like if my lineup is within like two points ish off the off the media, then like I can probably defend it on the show when we do it later that night. But when you're getting into like three, four, five points off the optimal, you're you're on like the third page of the 150 set when you're when you're giving up that many points. 
I mean, I literally, I literally finished what forty four points behind you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I only deserve to finish three points behind you. This is <laughs> running, running bad. Yeah, this is running bad. I mean, I, I will say this is not a this great is lineup, running very but the bad. Run out, but the run out. I mean, the chalk hit in a way that was like Rondell Moore literally got one target. And it was like a 40 yard bomb. Rondell Moore was not a great play that just happened to be yeah. like he, he happened to smash Dorch. Honestly, Davis actually just had a sharp take that I think people are going to blow by. Yeah. Dorch, Dorch, Dorch should have actually considered. We should have considered Dorch more than we considered well, Rondell. I, I didn't realize Zach Pascal was out as well. I, I just, you know, whatever I'm on the fucking beach setting lineups. Like I would have, I would have legit played Greg Dorch had I realized that Pascal was also not playing. I would have roasted you for that in the moment, but uh, in like a no ball take, that would have actually been sharp. That, that would have um, been the ultimate I know ball take. It would have been so goddamn sharp. I mean, holy shit. Yeah, like Greg yeah. Dorch is, is frankly a goat, but let's, let's go back to, let's go back to my lineup because I, I, I don't deserve to, to wriggle out of this. You know, I didn't want to play Hollywood Brown. That was not on the table. That was a situation where, you know, IKB. Yeah, you, you do know ball if you didn't play Hollywood Brown. Obviously. And, I mean, Jesus, can you imagine playing Hollywood Brown with Rondell Moore and and Trey McBride? I mean, just going, like, Man, full – er- Yeah, I mean, that would have been an all-time – I thought – I honestly thought all – I thought you could play four Cardinals, really. Like, I almost did. You can, but the challenge is it's so structurally fragile – that like if they don't smash and they really didn't, you know, they scored like 16 points. If they don't go off, you're just you're just stone dead. And the biggest risk oh. with that team was that to play that team, you had to fade tank. Um, yeah, I mean, tank yeah, is and, and, tank and the other and the other problem with that and let's and let's kind of spell it out is like if you play Kyler with those guys, you're actually like hoping for not a Kyler rushing touchdown because right you know, you get more when he throws to the pass catchers and then you're like kind of bleeding out the value of Kyler's rushing. It just, it's just not great. I wasn't going to do it. And then I really didn't want to play Tony fucking Pollard. I was just like, I'm tired of this guy. He douches us every week. You know, I'm going to go against the projections. I knew that he was a solid points per dollar play, but you guys are telling me I'm a phone shitter, bro. Like the, 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 obviously it wasn't optimal, but both Eckler and Cup were really good values. Like they were well, and the the optimals, to be fair to you, the actual top optimals were dog shit because they were over projecting Evan Ingram with Zay Jones back. Evan Ingram was in a lot of the optimals and that and, and so was Hollywood Brown. And the optimal like the projections are just not caught like one, they're still projecting Hollywood Brown like he had this role he had the first month of the season, which is not true. And like the the Evan Ingram optimals were, they were just not playable. You just could not play that team. I, I think if you showed up with the Evan Ingram Trey McBride team, you were like, I think you just played really bad. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm Nate, not going to go that disagrees. far. Yeah, I'm Nate disagrees. Nate loves Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram actually has a better. Yeah, this Evan Ingram thing in the red zone is just noise to me. There's no reason structurally for that that stuff to make sense. Evan Ingram should be a target in the red zone, should be getting should be converting these things into uh 
into scores. And as soon as he does, I mean, his, his DraftKings points are going to go through the roof. He's averaging well over 10, 10 to 12 expected DraftKings points per game consistently. Not, not with, not with Zay Jones back in. The Zay Jones yes, thing is he huge. Is. He, he, he literally has never averaged less than 10 points a game or expected DraftKings points in a game since week one. He's 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 one of the more consistent. And Zay Jones has been earners. out. Zay Jones has been out since halftime. He came back. He came back against the Bills and the London game, and then got hurt again. Yes, but he's 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 one of the most consistent target earners in the league. And at at the tight end position, like I get that tight end is more fragile of an overall, like more volatile of a uh, of a projection. But Z, but Engram is like used differently than most tight ends. He's basically a wide receiver on that team. Evan so Engram I, I, is. Evan Ingram is 29 years old. He's got 20 NFL touchdowns. He had the one mega explosion game last year that accounted for 40% of his points. If I get done in by that game, whatever, I get done in by that game. But as the as the like the clear fourth target on the Jacksonville Jaguars, I just I'm not and you had to sacrifice playing a running back. You had to sacrifice playing a really I know that's back. why it was a mistake. It was a mistake because of the four. I thought there was so many running backs that were in play this week that I thought it was a mistake. But it's not like a you can't play two tight ends in cash because of this. It's no, it has nothing to do. It has nothing to do with him being a tight end. If you put him at a wide receiver, I still think it's bad. You guys want to talk about me playing Eckler and Cup some more? Yeah. Or do you want to <laughs> argue about Evan Ingram's expected points over the last the, the, so, four years? So, Really, with the cup thing, I mean, I would just say, like, I, I get the logic of being like, you know, Cooper Cup is great. He's awesome all the time. He dropped the long touchdown. He could have, you know, whatever. But it's just like when it's easy to play Tyree Kill, who is like the number one player in fantasy this year and is like unbelievable and just gets a bazillion points all the time. And I get the Eckler thing too. Like everyone on the Chargers is banged up. Keenan Allen's arm is like hanging off. Like he's the guy from Monty Python who's saying it's just a flesh wound. Jalen Guyton didn't play. Gerald Everett Quentin didn't Johnson's play. Like terrible. Quinn Johnson's terrible. I, I actually, you guys will appreciate this. I used Eckler over four receptions in like every slip that I did yesterday on Underdog. And so yeah, why why of, wouldn't he get more than four receptions? Like why wouldn't he get more than why four wouldn't receptions? he? Yeah. So, it, Sammy, it's not that I don't get it. Like, I look at the decision you made. Jets defense, Cooper Cup, Austin Eckler versus Tony Pollard, Tyreek Hill, and the Dolphins defense. I, I get it. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's the dumbest thing anyone on the history of this program has ever done. Thanks, but, and cash, though, it's just not necessary. There's so necessary. much. There is so much optimal play these days in cash games that, like, I, I know Davis was ripping you for three points off optimal, and it sounds like, oh, whatever. But, like, these days in cash games on DraftKings.com, like, I, I think three points off optimal is a mistake because you're like, going to get we're, we're jammed in, in by these people so much. Like well, when I flipped over and saw these percentages, I mean, everybody is like above 50% owned. It, I know. Here's, here's, here's the other, here's the other problem. Here's the other problem. I didn't want to play Tony Pollard cause he's dusty. And the, the big problem is that Cooper cup and Austin Eckler are actually dusty themselves. Like, 2021 buddy this team is is finishing first in the $50 double up but the reality is Cooper Cup hasn't had a good game since like the second game he came back obviously yeah. Stafford was out for a little bit of that but like I was just like dude they're coming off the bye Stafford's healthy like this is yeah you know I mean I, I thought Cup was too cheap he was 8100 and I was like dude this is a guy who's regularly like 9k and he's just he's just a complete smash and uh 
he was not. I I I I thought what the other iteration I was thinking of is doing a uh, McCaffrey and Nakua because Nakua's target share has been. There, there was a I was going to say I didn't want to drop this on you, played. but Nakua was the one who's underpriced. Nakua's yeah. workload here. Nakua. I know, I know that. Nakua's, so that's the guy. If I want to be really honest, that was the mentally weak part of me because I think McCaffrey's like definitely better than Eckler. I mean, that's that's pretty clear. And I really wanted McCaffrey, but then I was like, you know what? Eckler's like almost as good. And I just didn't want to get that Nakua like three for 43 game while Cup gets 11 for 121 and one. I was like, yo, but but that was what I thought of doing because I really wanted McCaffrey. And uh, and, him yeah, and it's Nakua. bizarre because like typically we think of Cooper Cup as this like the super high floor and then Nakua would be like the ceiling type guy. But Nakua would actually be the one that I would say has like the higher floor that you play more in cash games. And Cup is the guy that you play for that ceiling that only a few guys have. Yeah. So, I mean, but obviously I run, I ran real bad because cup got hurt really early on. And I think I finished 17 points below the cash line and cup could have easily gotten that. I mean, he's projected yeah. for more than that. Like, you know what I mean? I was, I, I, ran I, bad. I didn't ran play bad. great, a little mentally weak, but I also like ran bad. Cause you know, if cup is, if cup is healthy in that game where they're trailing the entire time, you know, I probably get there. So and the chalk well, and the chalk hit it's 90 percentile outcome. I mean, right. you, well, yeah. I mean, what's funny is if you just played the most owned guy at every position, you you I think I mean I think that actually was the tri- the 186 point game. The 186, yeah. Yeah. So it was like it was like if literally all the chalk, all the top owned guys smash, you you were just fighting an uphill battle. And it was uh it was funny. There was no, I mean, my entire team was one PM. So there was I didn't even have I didn't even have a chance to think about uh, to think about any late swaps this week. All right. So for the final accounting, this was the team. Uh, this was the team that uh, that I played: Kyler Murray, uh, Tony Pollard, Devin Singletary, Brian Robinson, Tank Dell, Tyreek Hill, Rondell Moore, Trey McBride, and the Dolphins defense. Uh, there was the Purdy Commanders team off that. I thought the the cash game lock were one of Kyler or Purdy, Brian Robinson, Devin Singletary, were Stone Cold Locks. Don't think you could get off them. Dell was 100% locked to me. Rondell was 100% locked to me. And McBride was 100% locked to me. So that left one wide receiver spot, a flex spot, and a defense spot as sort of your permutation to dick around. I, I really thought that was pretty much the uh, the right way to play. And then I, and right. then I went Jones, Commanders over your Pollard, yeah. Dolphins. Yeah. All right, this was the team I played in the spy. I played 100% Justin Fields this week. Normally, I don't go all in on a quarterback, but I was just convinced that this was like the nut spot. Uh, I guess what even ended up winning tournament yesterday? I guess you needed to have Ridley. You probably needed to have Lawrence. Let's see, what won the big spy? Jordan Love, Brian Robinson, Devin Singletary, Tyreek Hill, DJ Moore, Jaden Reed, Trey McBride tanked down the Cowboys defense. So basically the cash team won. Basically, basically the cash team just won all turns. With with that's Jordan how Love. Good the chalk was. Yeah, that's how good the uh, the chalk was. So this was the team I played in the big spy. I did fields and more. Um, I played Devin A. Chain and Jameer Gibbs as my running back on every single team. The Gibbs thing felt very good when the cards turned over and he was only eight percent. I was like I don't know, shit, in a different universe, I might have played Gibbs in cash. Like if he was a little bit cheaper or if Pollard was a little bit more expensive, I might have played Gibbs in cash. A-chain, I mean, I don't know. He's playing him at 14%, 15% bad. Like, 
you know, it's really one of those things where, like, whatever take you had before the game, you probably still held it. Like, if you were an A-chain invader, you're like, I can't believe people played this fucking loser. 15% owned. He got hurt on the third play. Like, obviously, he got hurt. He's made out of glass. And then if you were someone like me, you were like, oh, well, he literally started the game. He got a touch on their first two plays of the game. And then just bad luck. A defensive lineman landed on his injured knee. And, uh, you know, whatever. I, I think given his range of outcomes as a player, 15% pretty good. Like we're talking about a guy with 50 points in his second career game, 30 points, 20 points in, in the other games that he started. Like this is a guy with, a, in, and, and you know, the like Mostert had a huge game. Ahmed scored. Like there are just a lot of running back points to have there. I don't know. Maybe that's Cope. Maybe it's Cope. I don't know. But I, I that is what I did. Uh, the rest of this team, Amon Ross St. Brown as the bring back. The, I did so I did the double bring back with the single stack which I I think with fields in particular because you want so much of his production to come from the rushing I think it's fine played Quentin Johnson on this team <laughs> oh buddy you almost got an 80 yard touchdown <laughs> I, I think I think I gotta be done I mean Guyton now like Alex Erickson played played 90 percent of the snaps for the Chargers in this game like if there was ever going to be a time for QJ to do it, this was the time. I also Q, QJ, QJ has the yips, bro. Like yeah, it's yeah, that's does. something the, the optimals cannot understand. He's got the yips. Like he's dust. He, he's got he's got to get a sports psychologist to come back. I think. Uh, Robert Woods at five percent. Um, I thought Robert Woods was like my giga sharp play of the day. Like what, what's the right. difference between Robert Woods and Noah Brown? Like there's not a difference between Robert Woods and Noah Brown. And I, I think there, I think there I, is actually. I think there's probably like almost two decades between them. Yeah. <laughs> Davis is, Maybe Davis, two... this is so anti-Davis. He is like the <laughs> dustiest ass out there. That's, that's, how much I, that's how much I believe in CJ Stroud. That's how much I believe. I think CJ Stroud could just make anyone good. Uh, I mean, he got he had seven targets, like whatever. He he could have. I mean, I guess the the thing is is that Nate faded Tank Dell seventeen targets last week, so I should have just. We we really should have given Nate a fucking harder time about that. By the way, just like thinking back on it, like Nate just fading this dude who was just breaking fantasy football, and he's like, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. I played i I did play a fifty percent on Trey McBride on this team. Uh, Given that I played a bunch of single digit owned guys, I, th- I don't know, whatever. I think it's fine. I just think McBride was like, he was the best. He's just tight too end good. He's just too good. Yeah. He was the best tight end by a mile. Uh, and then I played the Rams defense at 2% owned on this team just because they fit like whatever uh, this team did. This team did not cash, but I looking back on it, I am happy with the field more decision on all my teams and happy to focus on that game. I believe it was the highest scoring game of of the slate um yeah i i'm, I'm fine with those decisions but whatever. i just am not having a good term of year weirdly i'm having like the best cash year ever i think but not i'm just giving it all back in tournaments because i'm just rolling out this dog shit with quentin johnson and Devin a chain every week yeah it's it's it, it's it's jover for for quentin johnson can they just make quentin johnson like 4900 so i don't have to think about it it's just that he's it's just that he fits you know, well, you, the thing the thing is that he has to produce receiver. he has to produce something for his price to go up, so it's kind of this paradox where that's not going to happen. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's true. All right, Sammy, what do you got for us? All right. Uh, I played 
I kind of went pretty chalky here in the spy. Uh, I played a Brock Purdy to Brandon Ayuk stack, bringing it back with Mike Evans. And that all did pretty good. Uh, Purdy and Ayuk smashed on the heels of like a 72-yard touchdown pass. That was great. Evans was kind of whatever, but he caught a one-yard touchdown, so super. Uh, at running back, I did play Tony Pollard because I was like, well, you know, I don't want to full fade Tony Pollard because he could smash. So I played what Pollard. What was he and... owned? I, I didn't play him in any tournaments. What was he owned? Oh, great, great question. Um, let me let me click on the on the actual. Uh... I'm gonna guess it was like actually like way more owned than you thought, like 19 or 25 percent or something. Like that's yeah, that's right. What's happening? Yeah, Pollard was 24%. Brian Robinson was 37%. Uh Evans Ooh, was only 24%. That 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 can't feel good. If you're playing Pollard, you're hoping he's got to be single like or low low team. That makes right? me feel better. That makes me feel better about A-chain actually. Yeah, yeah 24% Tony Pollard when you're hoping like oh, that wow. hurt. Tough tough scene. Uh, I played at receiver, obviously, Evans and Ayuk. I also had DJ Moore in this lineup. DJ Moore was a great play. Four yards short of the bonus. Hate to see that. And I played Christian Kirk at pretty much a direct pivot off Tank Dell, taking the L there. Uh, it was Calvin Ridley week. RIP to me. Uh, at tight end, I played my favorite tournament tight end, which was Big Dick Donald Parham. Yeah, I, I played. I played a bunch of him too. Yeah, and then I and then I went really alpha and played the Raiders defense against the fraudulent uh, Miami Dolphins. They did score eight points at 07 percent owned. This team What's did the cash. What's behind that play? That's a. They were the I mean, defense. Yeah, Antonio Pierce, baby. You got to get your. You got to get your feet. Yeah, you just gotta. You gotta. You gotta work in your uh you got to work in your Raiders defense against the Dolphins you know basically as much as possible I, I like I like the general sort of thesis behind that team I mean I I do think the uh I think the Purdy um the Purdy like do you single stack Purdy or do you double stack Purdy I I kind of ultimately landed on you single stack him but clearly after the results yesterday it was like no you just you stack him with everyone on the team well I had a I had a, another tournament team in the in the red zone where it was Purdy, McCaffrey, and Ayuk bringing it back with uh, Rashad White. And that team also cashed the red zone. So, yeah. Like two tournaments for me. And, you know, they both they both cashed. So it helped take a little bit of the edge off uh, my uh, Cup Galbraith Giant L. Yeah. All right. The, the thing that people wait for every week, uh, you know, Nate is, I, Nate showed up with the Dorian Thompson, Robinson, Amari Cooper, uh, George Pickens bring back. I'm imagining that is what I, I just, I really hope that we have someone from Cleveland Pittsburgh featured in this lineup, Nate. No, sadly, nobody from Cleveland Pittsburgh, but um, so I, uh, I stat, I did a Sam Howell um, onslaught. So uh, I felt really good about the okay. uh, passing volume there. Um so uh, went Sam Howell, Brian Robinson Jr., Terry McLaurin, uh, and Logan Thomas um, uh, with Commanders D. Uh, and then my wait for it. 
And then Man, my, you only get yeah. nine spots on your team. You use five of them on commanders. Yes, I I like doing these onslaughts in these tournaments. Anyway, no, but with the defense, with the de- there, no, Nate, with the with defense, the deep, this mate, is the worst it's not thing showdown, mate. Okay, the this commanders in slate. this spot versus versus Devito. I thought, but if was... they get a defensive touchdown, that wipes out potential points from four of your guys, Nate. This is the worst team I've ever heard. <laughs> Nate, okay, wait, it gets worse. Shit. It gets worse. It gets worse. No, it so, doesn't. So then I'm trying to figure out, do I do a bring back? Do I not? Yes, and... if you're playing five guys, you have to do a bring back. So I, you have to do a bring back. And I'm not playing Rondell Moore. And so what's the pivot? What's the pivot at that price point? Because I didn't want to play any Rondell Jaylen Moore. Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is Nate. I uh, Nate, had a Jalen Hyatt. Nate, what was the, what was the product owned on this team? Like, it, it, was, it was 18%. <laughs> so I did a Jalen Hyatt bring back, which, uh, yep, 0.2% ownership. That's always great. Um, yeah, this oh team did not God. cash. Um, and then I brought it back. What did I finish it out with? Uh, McCaffrey, Cup. McBride, yeah, it was it was it was a bad team. I, it didn't I did not play well. I did not play well Nate, in tournaments this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say if your process includes playing a quarterback, a running back, and two pass catchers, and you're also jamming in the defense, your process needs a little bit of a tweak. A little. I I actually think if you would have thought if you would have done Howell, Robinson, and McLaurin, I would have been like, you know what, I like that. I, and I Logan Thomas. Defense. Okay. All right. All right. No, I'm vibing. Probably not Logan Thomas for me because it's just like what you want Sam Howell to throw for four touchdowns, like, and, and Brian Robinson scores a rushing touchdown. Like I think that is. When you look at the passing volume that Sam Howell has, he can support this many. He he can't support this many period. Like I, I don't feel bad about the amount of Redskins or the amount of commanders at all. I, yeah, I, but I, you added you added the defense on you top added of the it defense because too. the sack projection was so high here. Like and and then had a had a Giants bring back on top of it, which is incredible. And yeah, the yeah. thing I feel bad about was the Jalen Hyatt thing. I, I just no, you I should shouldn't... feel bad about almost all of it, honestly. Yeah, like this yeah. is no. this is I Nate. If you plug this into a sim, it'd be like minus ninety nine percent ROI. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. The sim would just send it back with an error 403. Like, <laughs> I don't think you are properly understanding how how much passing volume Sam Howell can sustain. Like, But they didn't even project to have that much passing volume here. They were eight and a half point favorite. Well, that's why I you played they, the defense. I know they, like, I know they I, yeah, I guess you just played. The, oh, my God. I mean, I mean it, it, the defense was 3,600 too, Nate. You made a you made a big decision to jam in the defense at like a higher price. On top of all this, I, I mean, mean that this. like the the commander's defense in and of itself. I I got no, I that, they were a really good play. Like their sack projection was insane. I I got I got no issue there. It's it, it's the combination of the quarterback double sack with like you were just needing that game to go in a way that like no NFL game has ever gone. Like it's a guy get the team scores four <laughs> offensive touchdowns and the defense gets a defensive touchdown and they get Tim like Powell eight had forty five pass attempts here. I don't understand. Like. Yeah, and, and the, the other thing, the expected. other thing you got to understand, Davis, is maybe there's an onside kick at the end that Brian Robinson re- returns for a touchdown. <laughs> like, I, no, have you thought about I, it, dude? He had 45 pass attempts here, and that was like within a projectable range of outcomes. Like that isn't a. Yeah, he he leads the NFL. He, he leads came the NFL in volume. So, like, I don't NFL understand why you're acting cards. like he can't sustain these 3K 
like Logan Thomas, Terry McLaurin, like the volume is there for those four to all hit. This, this is, this is all true. This is all true. And then the defense, and then the defense is in the highest sack projection game possible. Like, yeah, but Nate, this is like two different tournament lineups that you somehow that they were like into amalgamated one. in one. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like the fly. It's this is a, a, a bastard. Just, you, you just are needing you're just needing way too much in in one spot. Like you're needing them to score like forty points on offense and to run a bunch of plays, but like also the defense can't needs to be on the field. I don't. It's just that's that. what how happens. Many, when how you run a lot of plays, three the touchdowns. Team, the other One to team each of also the guys. has a lot of passing volume as well. It inflates both. Like, that's the way that game flow works. If Sam Howell has 45 passing attempts, his defense is going to be facing a lot of passes too. Like, hey, this, was, this, is a, this was a full, this was a full slate, man. This is a showdown. Yeah, lineup. this is a, this is a, uh, 11 game. Sl- uh, yeah. 11 game slate. Yeah. I want to hear from yeah. the listeners on this one. I think you two are wrong. What? I, I guarantee you the listeners are not going to be like you know what team was good the five washington with the jalen hyatt bring back i i don't think the listeners are going to be we need to get we need to get some sim brain in here telling us because I mean, we, this... we can literally we can i can run this through a sim and it's gonna get it post it on twitter afterwards for the listeners nate are you are you being genuine or is this a bit where you want no, to i'm dead serious i'm dead serious i don't think sam howell onslaughts are bad is especially in this slate and then Jesus. the defense versus Danny DeVito with that much sack projection? No. Yeah. This All is right, a bit. let's get out of here. I am uh I, I gotta go uh you know go get on my fucking airplane and shit. Uh everyone, thank you for listening. Uh look out for Rob Coakley's uh remix of this where all of my audio is removed and it's just Sammy talking about his dog shit and then Nate <laughs> talking about his dog shit. Really it would be a, an intriguing experience. Uh, this week with just these guys being like, yeah, we played bad, but you know, nice, nice eight minute podcast. It would be great. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We will, uh, in terms of like what's happening this week with Thanksgiving and everything, uh, we're, we're, we're really playing it by ear here on, on this feed. So all the usual stuff will be there. I just don't know exactly when, uh, all of it will be coming out. See you guys later. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.